This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, June the 2nd, and we come off not only a Phillies victory yesterday, but an offensive explosion from your Philadelphia Phillies yesterday. 17 runs, 7 homers. Where's all this offense been every other game they play? It was a, look, it was a thrilling night. You know, after losing 11 to 1, they win 17 to 3. It kind of evens it out a little bit, brings that run differential back into play. <laughs> um, but look, it was it was exciting. We saw runs, we saw home runs, two Phillies with two bombs in the same game, a grand slam, run after run after run after run. It was awesome. More of that, Philadelphia Phillies. Can we get more of last night? Because last night was a blast. And early it felt like, uh uh-oh, here we go. Nola on the hill, 2-0 already. Whoops. There it goes. I know this story. Prior to last night, the Phillies had lost, lost 20 out of the last 30 games that Aaron Nola started. Think about that. Think about that. Aaron Nola, you know, you could, you'd say the ace. You know, I think Wheeler right now is clearly the ace of this team at this moment, but Aaron Nola's been the ace of this team and has certainly been a very, very good to great pitcher in Major League Baseball. And this team has lost 20 of the last 30 times he took the hill prior to yesterday. That's unbelievable. It truly is. It is stunning. It is hard to believe. Thank goodness they found a way to win one yesterday. And look, Nola wasn't lights out. He wasn't amazing, but he got the job done, was able to settle in after the rough start is, you know, it, again, it looked scary in the second inning. Tyler Nakin goes yard and it's 2 nothing, and it's like, here we go. And it, look, Nola wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. Five innings, three runs, eight hits, two walks, two strikeouts. They won in spite of Aaron Nola. That's what's so funny about that stat is of that 20 losses and 30 starts or whatever, you know, 
I, I would guess at least the the majority of those were solid to good to great starts that they lost last night. Nola really didn't give it to them. And this was a game you go in thinking, okay, coming off the 11 to one, coming off the back to back losses, the, the two game series sweep in Tampa, coming off how you lost that one game in the Marlins series, coming off the struggles you've had losing 12 of 17, five of seven, like blah, 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 the whole thing, the whole thing. I mean, I thought, Last night was a night that Aaron Nola would, you know, throw his ace on the table, as they say. Would step out and say, all right, my game, boys. You know, everyone else, take it easy tonight. We're winning one nothing. I'm going to shut him down. I might get a hit to knock and a run. going to be one of those nights. That's what I thought it was going to be, honestly. Sonny Gray's good. Red starting pitcher last night's a good pitcher. He's got to him. But I expected... If they won last night's game, which, of course, it's hard to feel confident going into any game right now with this team. But I expected if they were to win, it would be a game that they won on Aaron Nola's back. That they needed to win on Aaron Nola's back. And they didn't. (laughs) didn't. They won it on the backs of the bats. Nola really wasn't that good. Five innings, three runs. Like, not good. It's okay. It's uh, if Vinny Velasquez does it, you're like, cool, we can we can win with that. If Spencer Howard and Ranger Suarez come out, you want more innings, I suppose. You know, if they combine for that, you're like, okay, let's go. Nola, not as much. He wasn't good last night. He really, you know, struggled. In a game, again, where I expected him to be awesome, and, and look, they won. And we'll get to the offense in a sec, because that's the reason they won. But Nola... Still hasn't found his groove pretty clearly. 3-8-4 ERA on the season, now 4-4 four and four after the win last night. Um, not that that really matters that much, but um, five innings, three runs last night. Like, you know, he just, he clearly hasn't found his groove. There is no question about it. And we know, you know, we've seen this with Nola, where he'll go on runs, and, you know, sometimes he'll go through a bit of a rough patch. And, and look, a 3-8-4 ERA in today's Major League Baseball is, is a pretty good rough patch to have so to speak but you know we know that nola can get locked in and we'll get likely get locked in and we'll have a stretch of 10 out of 12 or 12 out of 14 or whatever it is where he's just dominant and the phillies need that desperately because yes uh, last night excluded and we'll get into last night specifically but last night excluded as we all know the offense hasn't been there and they got guys coming back that'll be huge and JT could settle back in and really start to feel his groove and maybe last night can catapult some of these bats, right? Maybe. <laughs> I've said that too many times. But um Nola Nola is a, you know, certainly was a concern again last night. Wasn't good enough. Needed him. Needed him. They won the game, so it's all good. We'll forget about it. But you know, they needed Aaron Nola last night. He just wasn't there. It wasn't good enough. I mean, five innings, three runs is not good enough to win you a baseball game. It's just not. It flat out isn't. Um, luckily the offense was good enough. And let's get to it. The offense just shows up. <laughs> he showed up last night. What a what a showing. Uh Odubo Herrera, three for six with two home runs. Uh so they get down two nothing in the second. You're feeling bummed, right? You know, because the eleven to one and you expect it again. Expect is a strong term. For this Phillies team, it's hard to really expect much and uh, <laughs> positive, so to speak. 
But you expect, after you get your butts whooped, 11-1 to in Cincinnati, after it looks like you didn't really show up for the game, there was seemingly no fire, no energy, no excitement. You, know, you hope the team shows up the next day and they go down 2 nothing early and you're feeling a little bummed, you know? <laughs> a lack of, of belief. And then, Ronald Torres, man. Ronald Torres kind of just golfs one in the left field for a home run. Torres is batting 317 on the season. Yes, bench fielder. I mean, call him a bench bat. Bench fielder, Ronald Torres, has been massively important for this Phillies team over the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, I don't remember a guy as, um, when he stepped up to the plate, I looked at him and said, that guy's not going to get a hit more often than Ronald Torres, who has gotten a hit more often than Ronald Torres. I mean, it's been, he's been fun, man. <laughs> he's been fun. Ronald Torres is earning his spot on this roster. Uh, two to one at that point. Deno Dubel, uh, uh, talking about golfing one, just goes down and just gets one and rips it in the right field for a home run. Two two. You're feeling good. We get to the fourth inning and then they get a little more to to Sonny Gray. Another RBI single from Alec Bohm. This is a big spot for Bohm too. It felt like in the moment as uh, he's been struggling so much and obviously we've talked about it and it really seems like he's in his head about it. It doesn't seem like. There's been a lot of um, support around him, and that we don't know. We're not in the clubhouse, but at least when we see it, it seems like he's he's really taking the struggles hard, taking it to heart every time. You know that the we see the frustration out on the field, and conversely, you know when when something like last night, two two game, two outs, runner on third, my man just mm, pokes one, pokes it in the left field, able to kind of just get the bat on it. Squeeze in the left field, scores the run, makes it three to two, and uh, it was huge. You could see the excitement from Bone when he got to first base. You know, kind of pumping his fist and feeling it. And that was a big hit. They needed it in that moment. You didn't know you were going to get seventeen. That could be the winning run theoretically in all your mind. It was a big hit from Alec Bone, and they needed it. Then uh, the fifth, another Ariz Hoskins RBI double. It's four two. Then Nola. And the fifth, struggles, able to only get out of it with one run, makes it 4-3, to three, but clearly was laboring, able to get out of the inning, and then, thank goodness, because then the sixth inning came. And then you're feeling a lot better about this baseball team. Andrew McCutcheon, boom, homer, 5-3. Our boy, Ronald Torres, RBI double, boom, scores Alec Boom. Odubo Herrera, yes, sir, second homer of the night. Two-run bomb to right field. 8-3. Oh, we're not done yet. Reese Hoskins, a two-run bomb that inning. 10-3. Reese Hoskins, 12th home run of the season. You love to see it. Hoskins goes yard there. Then then it's over pretty much. You know, the, the bullpen shuts down the eighth. We get a, a three-run shot from McCutcheon to make it 13-3. Was that enough? No, sir. In the ninth. And Matt Joyce, grand Slam, I hope Tony LaRusse is not freaking out too much. The Phillies poured it on last night. 17 to 3. That's how it would end. Ranger Suarez, Archie Bradley, and Brandon Kinsler would combine for four shutout innings to shut it down. And it was uh it was thrilling, you know? I mean, you go for the lineup. Oduble, three for six, three RBI, three runs, the two homers. Gene Segura, two for five, two runs. Reese Hoskins, two for four, one run, three RBI, that homer. JT, one for four, scores three runs. 
Matt Joyce scores two runs, grand slam. You know, limited playing time. Andrew McCutcheon, two for three with two bombs, four RBI. Alec Bohm, three for five. Let's go, kid. One RBI, one run. Ronald Torres, two for five. Homer, two RBIs, two runs. Travis Jankowski gets into the action, two for two with a run scored. It was awesome. It was needed. It uh, almost felt like a um, a cathartic release for this offense and for this fan base as we have watched this team struggle so much consistently, night after night after night with runners in scoring position, consistently struggle to score runs. And, um, you know, it was just awesome to see them do that last night. <laughs> it seems so simple, like, oh, wow, a big offensive game. But it really did feel like, um, something we desperately needed and, and we've been waiting for. And we've talked a lot about this, obviously. And and look, you know, you need guys back. Bryce Harper comes back. Didi comes back. We're talking about a different story, potentially. But this is a team that ultimately, we, we talk so much about the bullpen and about the four and five starters. And rightfully so about the defense, because it is a disaster every night. It is it, it is a real problem. They give up outs. But... um. When all is said and done at the end of this season, when we look back and say the Phillies either made the playoffs, contended for the playoffs, or fell apart and didn't, it'll be because of the offense. One way or the other. The offense is the key to this club. You got three guys at the top you can count on, particularly Zach Wheeler, Nola, I am confident. I know he wasn't good last night. He has been great this year. I'm confident Nola will figure it out and be okay. And, and Eflin has struggled a little bit lately. Still very good. And you, know, you can count on me. Last start was the only first start you can go six innings in. Um, I feel good with Eflin. I think he'll, you know, he's going through a little dead body thing, which he seems to have. But ultimately, when it's all said and done, you know, and I, look, can Vinny be the four starter? Didn't look good a couple nights ago. We'll see. I don't believe in it. We'll see. Spencer Howard, Ranger Suarez, piggyback thing. Can that work? It did in Miami. Will it continue to? I don't know. It's interesting. I need more from Spencer Howard. Boy, do we need more for Spencer Howard. Top draft pick in this organization. I mean, excuse me, top prospect in this organization. Like, they need him. They need him to be able to go five innings, six innings someday. That'd be cool. But look, the stuff is clear. The stuff is nasty. You can see it. It's there. He's very good. He's very talented. We just need more from him. But ultimately, again, when it comes back to it, it's going to be the offense that that this team lives and dies with, that this team either wins or loses because of. Ultimately, that's um, you know, that's that's what's going to decide this season is how this team can show up offensively like last night. Can we get more nights like last night? And... You know, this team really needs it. You know, you look through the offensive numbers of this team and um, you know, there aren't that many guys who are performing. I mean, you know, Bryce Harper on the IL right now still has the highest OPS on the team at 884, and obviously that would be higher if he had not had that period of struggle between getting hit in the face and then finally going on the IL and those games where he's like, you know, two for 30 or whatever it was, eight for 60 and all that stuff. Um, it would be higher. But Harper at 884, JT at 866, which, as we know, was mostly prior to the injury as well. So you take your two highest OPSs on the team, and those two guys haven't been on the team for a couple weeks now. Um, JT back. Obviously, that's huge. But, I mean, like, Reese Hoskins, 852 OPS, and he's been awesome. Hoskins has a batting average up to 270, the OBP up to 342. That's what you want to see. The 12 homers is huge, and we've talked about it. Look, Hoskins, 
has been the most important player on the team the last couple of weeks. You know, he's been the guy who has really been the main source of offense on most nights when necessary. Now, last night he got some help. Also homered last night. But, you know, you win those two games in Miami on Reese Hoskins' back offensively. You know, at the, the two-run homer, the homer in the other game. Like, that was it. Those were the runs you needed. You win one-run games. Hoskins played a big role in that. So Hoskins has been great. Segura cooling down a bit. The average is still there, though. I mean, Segura's batting 322 on the season, 823 OPS is good. That's all. But then that's where it all falls apart, right? Odubel. Sorry. Odubel's been great. You know, not a fan. We all know it, but he's been good. I mean, there's no arguing that. A 794 OPS, 276 average. Had the two bombs last night. He's been really good. You know, from an offensive perspective, you can count him. Brad Miller, an 803 OPS off the bench is nice. But it's those guys, you know, look, I mean, Alec Boehm, even with last night's couple hits, is, is a 567 OPS. My man has a 213 batting average, a 257 OBP, and a 310 slugging. That's bad. Andrew McCutcheon, slowly rising the OB, uh, OBP up to 330. It's nice, the OPS at 731. Not good enough, but certainly heading in a, in a better direction. Nine homers, by the way, for McCutcheon. Wouldn't you know it? Easily second on the team. It's uh, Hoskins with 12 and then him with nine and then Harper with seven. Harper obviously hasn't played in a while. So um, at least from that perspective, you are getting something from McCutcheon from an offensive perspective. Bench-wise, you know, look, uh, Maton hasn't been playing as much lately. 689 OPS, the numbers are down, but, you know, nice to have. Uh, Torres, a 12 OPS has been great. Matt Joyce uh, had been horrible, but since coming back from the IL, a couple homers, right? I mean, Matt Joyce, Matty Joyce. I loved the Matt Joyce move when they brought him in as a total last guy on the bench, but 15 years in the league, hits right in at pitching pretty well, like just a guy. He was a guy. You know, someone you could say, all right, a bench bat, a bench player. Um, certainly didn't look like it at all to start the season, but it's heading in a better direction. Way to go, pal. Nice to see. And, and look, the Phillies could use it. That That's the key. You know, we're starting to see some guys hit. We're starting to see some guys turn things around. McCutcheon, the two homers last night, was huge. It was big to see. And again, having that average, uh, that OBP up to 330 is massive for Andrew McCutcheon. Getting dropped in the lineup, I think, had an effect on him. And look, he should have been. Odubel's been much better. Odubel leading off makes sense, right? I mean, he's been a, a world's better hitter. <laughs> he has been. Um, but when you look at the lineup and what it did last night, and then you think about Bryce Harper coming back. And you think about Didi coming back. You could start to feel a glimmer of hope and excitement for this team. They win yesterday. The Mets lose. Eight back in the loss column now. But it's, you know, only three and a half back in the division. They're doing all right. We'll look at the standings in a minute. Um, but what last night needs to be, and again, we've talked about this many times with this team and, and for different reasons, right? I mean, the, the Segura thing. In Toronto or in Dunedin against Toronto. You know, that whole thing. We talked about that being a launching point for this team. Um, you know, we've talked about the Bryce Harper getting hit in the face thing being a launching point for this team. We've talked about things over the course of the season that have happened and say, okay, that's the one. That's the one that's going to launch this team. That's going to start a run. That's going to get this team going. That's going to get everyone excited about the Philadelphia Phillies, right? Like, um, and those were more ethereal things, you know, ineffable things, things that you can't actually grab onto. Um, you know, they were these ideas that, hey, this should motivate a team. This should 
get guys going. This should be the kind of thing that, that Girardi can use this fuel, that the team can use this fuel to get everyone going, to get people excited. Those shoulds never materialize very clearly. This is a tangible thing, right? A 17-run barrage. The bat's going. Multiple guys with multiple hits. 18 hits. 17 runs. 24 base runners. Six walks, 18 hits. I mean, it was just a a stupendous performance from this offense. And look, teams do this all the time. They'll have a nice big game, and then they'll, you know, have a less big game after that. Uh, we see it all the time. I mean, I would would you be shocked at all if the Phillies had like two hits today? No, me neither. I wouldn't either. I might actually be shocked if this is a launching point game. But could it be? Could this get the bats going? Could this infuse some confidence into that lineup? Is it possible that when Andrew McCutcheon steps to the plate today, he's thinking about those two homers he yesterday, maybe? Oh, Dubal, bring a little fire to the top of the lineup. Hate the guy. Been hitting. Does that fire him up? Look, last night we saw, and obviously when you're scoring 17 runs, it's going to be that way, but we saw some energy, some fire, some excitement in that dugout. Guys high-fiving, smiles. We saw smiles on the What a crazy thing. Like, we're not at the Red Sox levels of them pushing each other around in shopping carts fun yet. But it actually looked like they were having fun last night. And again, yes, you should. 17-run barrage. Have some fun. Okay? I mean, come on. <laughs> Put up 17. That's time to enjoy the night. But it felt it last night. You felt it. And that's what we've been talking about this whole time with this team is just this group of guys getting going together. And I thought they had it coming into the season. I thought that with Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper and JT and these guys being very open about playoffs – about it being time. It's time, Reese Hoskins said, about moving this thing forward. The same group of guys have been here. You know, this is your three for Harper, your three for Omuto, your four for Hoskins, your, you know, four for Nola, your five for Nola, you know, so on and so forth. Like, you know, these guys have all been here uh, together. They, they know each other. They're a group of guys. There, there are some new additions we know, but, you know, Didi, year two, or year three for Didi. McCutcheon, year three. Like, this is... You know, you're starting to, to you're two for DD, excuse me. You're three for McCutcheon. You're two for Wheeler. Like we're 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 there's guys here, you know, and they've been here and they're they're working together and it felt heading into the season like there was a swelling of all right, this is it, playoff time, boys. Let's go, let's go. This is a playoff team. It's enough of this. A decade of not making the playoffs is over. Let's do this. We haven't felt that energy, that that juice from this team since then and and Maybe. We've talked about a lot of things shaking it up, getting them going. Maybe last night, maybe they all they need is a 17 run barrage. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? All right, we'll get to today's game in a sec. Quick look at the standings. As uh, after last night, the Mets uh, lost. They are now 26 and 21. The Phillies are four games back in the division um, 26 and 29. Um, the Atlanta Braves, 25 and 27, three and a half back. Uh, so the Phillies, a half game back of the Braves, but. Two back in the loss column. They're still eight back in the loss column of the Mets. So they have the same amount of wins as the Mets. The Mets have just played eight less games. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, even if they split, let's say they're four and four, and the Phillies are four games back, which is what the four games back signifies there. Um, the Marlins a game behind the Phillies. The Nationals two games behind the Phillies, six out. 
of the division lead. All right, so they're still in it. You know, you look at the rest of the National League, the Cubs in first in the Central, them and the Cardinals in control of that division. The Card- uh, Cardinals a half game back, 31-23 and th- 23 for the Cubs, 31-24 for the Cardinals, then the Brew Crew at 29-26, so would be three games out of the Phillies uh, for, for third place in that division. So, look, um, better to be in the NL East. Um, in the NL West, even more intense, Gabe Kapler's Giants. Man, dude keeps winning 34-21. and 21. I'll say it again, 34 and 21. It is the second best record in baseball, a half game behind the Tampa Bay Rays. Gabe Kapler's Giants, man. Uh, they're 34 and 21. The Padres are 34 and 22, and the Dodgers are 32 and 23. So there are three teams within two games of each other at the top of that division. All three teams would be a playoff team if it started today. So the playoffs, if the playoffs started today, would be the Mets, the Cubs. San Francisco, San Diego, and Los Angeles. Now it's close. The uh, Cardinals just half game back at the Dodgers, and you know the Phillies are far behind them. So wild card wise, right now it's you know you're you're four games back of the division. The Phillies are also five games out of the wild card, five and a half games out of the wild card. Excuse me, six games out of the wild card. Bad math by me. There's six games out of the wild card, so <laughs> the division's the best shot. Um, but they also need to start winning games. Like you know, we can't just look at this. Um, Win last night and be like, okay, oh, let's go back to losing. No, they need to go on a run here soon. We're, we're getting there. Um, all right, looking at Dave. Oh, by the way, quickly, shout out to Aaron Nolan last night. His thousandth strike as a Philly. Only the ninth pitcher in Philly's history to strike out a thousand guys. Pretty crazy, considering like 130 plus years, whatever it is. But hey, we'll take it. Congratulations, Aaron. All right, big one today. Early, 1235 or today. Early start. Uh, Phillies and Reds will finish out the series in Cincinnati. Then finally, the Phillies get to come home. Thank goodness. Spencer Howard against Gutierrez today. Uh, so Howard, hopefully Suarez the piggyback, and hopefully we can have the same type of success they did in that last game in Miami. Fingers crossed. Maybe we score some more runs today. Wouldn't that be nice? Let's keep it going, boys. Let's keep it going. Either way, whatever happens. We'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.